0: Our number is six two six four two seven seventy six seventy eight. That's six two six four two seven seventy six seventy eight. And you can find us across social media at Everyman Sports. With me this week is my dad. How you doing, Dad? I'm doing grand. Our time is winding down for our weekly uh, football chats, but um, an episode, so uh, we're gonna take as much time as we need with you. Thank you. Uh, and well, I'm glad you. Uh, so, let's recap. I mean, they've been recapped to death, but you know, we haven't done it, and uh, let's just do that. Uh, the Championship Sunday started off with the Rams escaping New Orleans with a 26-23 victory, uh, although, depending on who you are, it could be a theft, as, um, as the back uh, judge uh, declined to call a pass interference call on uh, Robbie Coleman, or Rodney Coleman, or however you pronounce it, on um was that Mike? That wasn't even Michael Thomas, I think. But um yeah, when the uh, the Saints were uh, behind by three, or no, I think it was tied at that point, right? Yeah, it was tied, and um, just marching down, they were in the red zone. Uh, everybody, everybody has seen this. terror it was a terrible call or a terrible non-call, but at the same time, I. If, if you're letting the refs decide the game that close i mean it's
1: so you think it was uh they should have been ahead by
0: more um i think i think they should have a been ahead by more b their defense should have stepped up on the following drive and c the play calling in that instance because i went back and i watched that the plays preceding it so they get first okay. down they get first down in the red zone. And then that first pass play, right off, he uh, Breeze takes like a three-step drop, and then he throws to Michael Thomas's shoe tops. Um, I didn't think that that was like, why would you do that? You know, they they didn't, they were just messing around with too much. They tried to get too fancy and just pass the ball. I understand maybe they couldn't run it, although Kamara and Ingram, I mean Camara especially, had a good game
1: yeah he's a real talent, isn't he? He's fun to watch
0: he was i mean you could you couldn't do any any like anything like a swing back you couldn't do you had to throw it at thomas's shoe top so there's that play and then the fa- and then so the one preceding it wasn't all that great either, so they set them up for this mistake and if you're you cannot you cannot expect the ref to be your twelfth man no matter who you are except maybe for the patriots apparently.
1: Right, but the fact that he didn't look back, you know. So uh, talking about the defender, he, he didn't follow the ball at all.
0: No, he didn't. No, he didn't.
1: And right? I, uh, did the ball hit him in the back of the helmet?
0: No, it hit. Um, it hit. It hit. Uh, I'm forgetting the receiver's name, but it hit him in the hand. And okay. also, Coleman hit the receiver, and it was right, helmet right. to helmet too. Um, I think. And I, look, I'm I'm not disagreeing. It was a bad call. But the Saints could have done plenty other things to where we're well, not it
1: was, it was bad to call and it was late in the game. That made it worse, right? Right. Because there were there were I mean, I saw face mask penalties when I called. I, you know.
0: I to say to say that the officiating in both games on Sunday was um, uneven is putting it lightly, because yeah, there were plays that uh, rightly so the refs didn't call. They went. They did, for the most part, go for the more uh, egregious uh, or flagrant uses of the penalty. Like if it's ticky tack, or if it's like eh, I don't know. All right, we'll let them play. And I think that that's better. And everybody appreciates that. We don't want to see a ton of yellow flags on a game. This isn't
1: you know we. You want the players to make the difference.
0: Yeah, of course you want the players yeah. to make the difference.
1: But it is for the games are for entertainment purposes, not gambling purposes. I mean,
0: you and I think so, but I'm, but we're also the ones who we're also the ones who are watching it. So we get, you know, we get the, the negative aspects of it if we if it's bad.
1: Right. Well, it interests me because the league, you know, was opposed to, to, to you know to legalize gambling on the golf well, to gambling at all in the games, and then once it was made legal, they wanted a one percent integrity fee, one percent. Uh, What's that's what they called it. So they wanted a one take one percent of the gambling take. Yeah, you know, to supply the statistics and so-called integrity fee. Well, I mean that's sure. Uh,
0: well, at you this know, point,
1: you, showed sure you, it non-deserving.
0: You don't have to worry too much about the players who are going to throw it, because I mean they're making a ton of money. Granted, it's not yeah, guaranteed. you're not going to
1: be able to corrupt them.
0: No, not the players. However, the referees, as was seen with um, Steve, what's face from uh, the NBA. Who,
1: uh, yeah, but uh, since then, I mean, the league—I believe—the salary is around two hundred twenty thousand for for a ref, and that's a part-time job.
0: Yeah, don't forget, I mean, most referees are actually lawyers. Like th- this is a pay cut. Well, there's
1: one famous one. Yeah, I mean, they do have other jobs, true.
0: Right, but I mean, there's nobody who's being like, "Well, I just came from you know, uh, my, the I'm a forklift operator, yeah, and then well, on Sundays." I
1: mean, what, who do you think does a better job, professional refs or college refs? Ah, that's a good
0: question. That's a very good question. Although, to be a college ref, you have to, like... You, you're almost the kind of person who might be a college football-loving person.
1: Like, I'm saying, are they basically younger?
0: No, I don't think so. They look older, okay. if anything. Because of, of what the of the games well, that I, I see... I don't
1: see the controversy in college that I see in the pros. No. I mean, this is this less intensity, or... I don't know what it is.
0: Well... Well, also there's, there's
1: a zillion colleges, and there's only a few protein. I don't know what it is.
0: Well, that too, and also the the level of of talent on a college it varies to drastic degrees because you get Alabama who, and then they have to play you know um, East. So are they East. more?
1: But are they more sensitive to 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 injury and and to, you know, like, are there any difference with the refs?
0: No, no. I just I, aside from the rules, I think the refs are. If anything, they look a little bit older, or they just can't get over that hump. And also, don't forget, like, from what I know about umpires and refs and anybody who who, who, who do, takes a job like that, you have to love what you do. Like, you go around and you, you officiate. Like, Ed Hockley, he refed, like, NCAA games, um, um, basketball, like March Madness tournament games.
1: Well, he's the, he's the attorney you're talking about.
0: Right, him, but... Um, uh, who's the other one? I think it might have been Scarator. Uh, S- uh, I think he also would do college basketball games. So, like, well, to be a, to be a ref, you're like a, that's your that is your hobby. Yeah. I mean, you can do it as your regular job too, but for the most part. So, I mean, but you can't you can't rely on them. And also, so of course the Rams go down, tie the game. I mean, Zerline's got a leg for ages, and it just helps that he's he. <laughs> I mean he he came up with the St. Louis Rams and they played indoors and now really? he's out in LA and that's got gorgeous weather and now these next two games are indoors and I mean that winning kick he that would have been good from 70 let's be honest
1: that, that was fantastic My, and, and and that's no gimme
0: no it's oh, gosh no it is definitely not a gimme however i will say you know going back to the Saints and their chances they had a chance in that overtime and one of the knocks on Drew Brees historically, and it it never came to fruition, was his height, because sure. he's he's under six foot. Well, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but on that was a terrible throw that ended up that on his last throw of the game, that interception, when he had I think that, that I think that was Donald in his face, if it wasn't right. him. That, but that was a big guy, and he just if that if he were a couple inches taller, it might have made a difference. Well. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm just saying the way he threw it up there, he looked like he looked like a child facing off against you know an adult.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was being bared down on, but yeah, and
0: that was a terrible throw, and that right,
1: was a right, right, yeah. But you know, quarterbacks like that, Flutie, you know, Breeze, um, Russell Wilson. I mean, t- I mean, they look for lanes to throw in, right? They're not trying to throw over people, really, per right. se. Right. Right.
0: So I mean, I I just that was not. And I mean Breeze had a great season. He he's he should be second for MVP this year. But just uh, that was one But they would...
1: got snake bit in the last playoffs.
0: Yeah. They I with mean with the
1: so-called, you know, missed tackle.
0: Right. And the it looks miracle... like
1: there wasn't any attempt on a tackle. In Minnesota right? and, and Minnesota advanced.
0: Right. So now it's Breeze's turn to say I I wa- hold my beer. Watch this. I can do I can do
1: you worse. So, so he's the first um, to to pass the torch to these young young Buck quarterbacks.
0: Yeah. I mean, Goff played well. Uh, and even Goff had an interception, but I mean, that was Gurley's fault. And Gurley had a terrible game. I don't know what. Nobody. Well,
1: I mean, both were. The other guy has no wiggle at all. I mean, he started out, you know, not in that game, but, you know, in the last few games, great. Goff I me, mean, CJ Anderson?
0: Yeah. And he. Look, he did well. They knew they he were... He did well? Well, he did well for somebody who was cut twice this season, and he put no, on... No, no. He put I'm on about Wait,
1: in that game.
0: Right, no, I understand, in that game. No, it wasn't, no. It wasn't what they wanted. The Rams yeah, no. were not able to move the ball on the ground as they wanted to, and I'm sure that that was part of the Saints' defense design. All right, let's take away the run and let's see what Goff can do. Uh, you know, Goff didn't do terrible and he did enough that you would expect out of a, you know, a number 2 pick in yeah, a game.
1: Yeah, they I mean I thought they looked bad the entire game. I'm I'm shocked they won.
0: Well, the Saints, I mean, this was the high-powered Saints offense. This was one that, you know, halfway through the season they were comparing offensively to the 07 Patriots, and that was a team that went 17 and 0 or 18 and 0. So, or 18 and 0 and 18 and 1, but 16 and 0 in the regular season. So, yeah, I mean, they had their chances, and they didn't put them away. And that was the problem. Amen. And believe me, they were not the only home team on that Sunday to get outplayed. And, of course, I'm talking about the Chiefs, who lose 37-31. 30, that first half was troubling. That's a lot of points on a cold day. It's a lot of points, and that first half was very troubling. Um, Belichick had had all the answers for that for that offense. They took away Hill and apparently Kelsey got, you know, he got scared. Mahomes couldn't get in a rhythm. And they were lucky. Look, this could this game could have been over way earlier if that interception in the end zone on Brady didn't happen. I mean, at that point they were up 7 to nothing. They would have gone up 14 to nothing and then they later it went up like 17-7. Would have put the game away at halftime.
1: Now, had they kept hunt
0: no, it would not have made a difference
1: because really?
0: uh Williams did quite well for for that offense. He did quite well. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me. I can pull them up really quickly, but I mean, out of the backfield, he was a he was a nice. He had thirty rushing yards. Now they couldn't. I mean, they were behind, so they're not going to rerun the ball. Five receptions for sixty-six yards and three touchdowns. I mean. And and that was look New England New England owned the ground. Kansas City couldn't stop anything. They couldn't stop anything that was run That's at them. The only, the only time they stopped anybody was Rex Burkhead trying to go for that that fourth down play. And that second half Kansas City had the flow. They had chance they after did. chance and the refs blew it in that one again. Now I will pay, put it a lot on D Ford. You cannot, cannot make the mistake of being called off sides.
1: That's when the
0: ball was intercepted. Now, I don't even know, would that have counted? Because he intercepted, took two, took a couple steps, and then fumbled it out of bounds. I forget who intercepted it off of Gronk's hand. But that was a third down the ball. Ugh. Right. So that was number now, one.
1: Now, now, what about the Edelman play? Did, Did it, it touch his thumb? Because the well, TV I was looking at, every. They showed one angle and it looked like the left thumb touched. It showed a different angle, looked like the right thumb touch. But people, maybe they had a more higher definition TV than me, said no. It, it was clear that that it didn't touch his thumb. Well, it well here's the thing. It because he had gloves on.
0: Right, I know. So
1: his gloves are part of his thumb.
0: Right, and it doesn't matter if there is a a string hanging off of that thumb, just a, a, a yeah, thread. Yeah, that's yeah. A, So what did you counts? see? What I saw was that there was. You there was plenty of refutable evidence.
1: Well, I thought it had to be irrefutable.
0: Right. So what I'm saying is there was no irrefutable. like in, indisputable.
1: I think is the word.
0: Well, there was enough dispute because how long did did
1: the referee? That's what I'm saying. But that game was second game after the blunder in the first game.
0: Well, the refs. So the...
1: the play on the field was a recovered
0: right ball it was and fumble. a touchdown. Right. Right. No, it so wasn't. It wasn't even a touchdown. I
1: evidence to reverse that. I,
0: if I remember correctly, it wasn't a touchdown because they just they, they fell on it. If I remember correctly,
1: could be wrong. No, I thought he picked it up and ran it in. Uh, I forget that point,
0: but the point is, is that there it was not definitive to overturn it.
1: Well, I didn't think so. No. That's why I thought it would be the well you know, the call on the field.
0: Well, guess what. They it's blew changed. it. They blew it again. I could. I can't believe it <laughs> that
1: New England has. I don't know that because I'm not sure if it touched his thumb or not. But we can't. We don't know. It looked like it did, and like there sure
0: longer. there sure was a lot of time that he spent on the headphone on the headset, and it wasn't just because <laughs> the the way you can tell is, and yeah. you've 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 talked about this when they have the set on and they're looking at the screen, they're they're trying to make the judgment. But if they keep the headset on and they're not looking at anything and they're just listening, then they're That's trying right. to figure out field placement. And if I but, remember correctly, he was staring at that thing up until the end. It
1: was. So he now, was. Now, what about that roughing the pass on Brady? That was the arm that was ridiculous. His, uh, that was
0: ridiculous. That was that Roethlisberger stuff that happened against Tampa you think Bay.
1: They they thought it hit his helmet. Yeah,
0: they probably thought it hit his face mask. But you know, they, they, the 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 person
1: blocked by bigger people. The view.
0: Right, the person who's supposed to watch that is on the is behind Brady, and then of course, I and I then of it. course, just before the D Ford call, you had the referee going up to Brady in the huddle. And by the what way, what was he doing in there? Huh? Well, I'll tell you what. What was uh, what the his, he mouthed? He said, "I got you, I got Ooh. you." Now it might have been a Brady talking to him, and he's given an affirmative and saying, "Yes, of course," or he's saying, "I got you, I got you." All right, all right. Or it could have oh. been the conspiracy theory of, no, <laughs> "I got you," wink, wink. I got you, oh, Brady. Man. Don't worry. But. Also, this defense for Kansas City, and I mean, I heard the stat a couple times. It was
1: such that they had one.
0: Well, the stat I heard was: this, this, this team had the most sacks in the league this year. Well, apparently, they decided no, Let's not even go after Brady. I don't get. And they they put extra backers in, like they had extra protection for Brady. They didn't even need that protection because nobody <laughs> was getting back there. Because Bob Sutton,
1: you, you, you can trust Andy Reid late in the season.
0: Look, he act I can't blame Reed for this. I mean, right. the the second half they were in control. They they scored. Now they left too much time on the clock. I think he should have almost like just taken a knee like when they were at the goal line after that that big uh that big catch by was that Watkins and they bring it down oh, yeah. like within right. the 3 don't immediately – because they, they went no huddle and just rammed it in. That left way too much time on the clock. That's oh,
1: all I was saying that. That's exactly what I was saying. So, Why would they do that? But they did it because they didn't have a run game.
0: Right. So, But, I mean, you – I
1: mean – Yeah, they didn't have a run hmm. game. And the other thing was um, Ty- Tyreek Hill. I mean, they, they pretty much took him out of the game.
0: Yeah, of course. No, and, and they you did. Know,
1: I was shocked because that's the fastest man in the NFL. And they were able and to. I was waiting for him to target him.
0: They played the safety deep, and they played man, and they 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 broke off but the coverage. But but how about but the fact that Kelsey
1: he didn't take shots at him.
0: But I'll tell you what, Sammy Watkins came out big, and Damian Williams came out big too. But the problem right. is, is that Kelsey was a major weapon who was left all to himself or barely covered. I mean, he dropped a couple. I mean. Mahomes didn't yeah. see him. Yeah, he and, could have made a difference, yeah. And look, this offensive line of Kansas City, it just wasn't strong enough. I mean, how many times did Mahomes get pressured and sacked? And look, I don't blame Mahomes. Like, he's he was—he's a magic man all season, so he's running around and he's hes running backwards. Well, the game was
1: close, I mean. Well, of course. As, again, they're very similar games. Both teams had a chance to put it away and didn't.
0: And the fact that Romo is sitting upstairs and going, guys, watch this. He's going to throw it over there. And he threw it over there. How many times do you have a third and long and you don't stop them?
1: They yeah, well, I mean, you know, a lot of teams knew what Vince Lombardi was running, too. But you still got to stop it.
0: I know. But Edel- they threw the same pass to Edelman in two straight. In well, cons- he's amazing.
1: I mean, he's, he's Jerry Rice.
0: I understand that. But consecutive third and longs, third and tens. He's going to throw it to Edelman. Nobody oh. knows. Hey. Right. It was very disappointing.
1: But, well, look when Witten played. I mean, everybody knew Romo was going to throw to Witten,
0: And I mean. Uh, but
1: he did anyhow.
0: And But, so, yeah. well, and look, I mean, that defense could do nothing, and now Bob Sutton's gone. You know, he should have
1: been fired. And they, didn't, and they didn't hire Rex Reed. No, Ryan.
0: no, they they decided upon Steve Spagnola. Um, I guess they figured. Now he's a retread, right? But look, I mean, how many times have how many different jobs has Wade Phillips have? He turns defenses over properly, and look, he's going to an, he's going to a Super Bowl. I don't think has he has ever won a Super Bowl. Wade Phillips with the Ram. I he's the he's the Rams.
1: Um, well, wasn't he with Denver too?
0: He was Denver with all those losses. Dallas. Dallas, he was the head coach. Of, and, I mean, they never went when he was there. Here, let me look up his stats.
1: Um, He's been doing this forever.
0: Right. Uh, do, 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 do. But his dad was fun. Yeah, bum. So let's see. He, he's he been a... And if, he's never won a Super Bowl. He's been to two Super Bowls with... um. The 89 Broncos and the 2015 Broncos when they lost. Oh, no, wait. Wait, did they want? No, okay, so I. you know what? I'd like to... He has won a Super With Bowl them? in his second stint. In his second right. stint, he won it. Right. Um. So, yeah, but that's it. He's only been to the Super Bowl three times, and he's won one. Only. Only won there's one.
1: There's a lot one. of coaches who wish they could say that.
0: Right. But, I mean, he was the, the Broncos... Defensive coordinator forever. Um, right. He actually became the head coach uh, mid-90s. But, I mean, the Bills, the Falcons, the Chargers, the Texans, the Broncos again, the Rams, the Saints in the early 80s, the Oilers with his dad. <laughs> I mean, he's been around the game the Oilers. Little... This is enough. Right, so I mean the that's, re- that's where his dad made his fame, right, but also you know some it's it's kind of like it with baseball players, like you're a quadruple a player you're you're the you're great in triple A, but you yeah. can't hack it in the majors, like there are some coaches who you, a lot of them who you are the greatest coordinator of all time, you're just not a good head coach, and I mean, Spagnola has had a lot of success as No, really,
1: I thought he had one good year. Um, well, I mean, I, I'm, that was... I mean, he was with the Rams, right? The Giants? Right. Well, he was
0: the Rams head coach for three years, and that was terrible. Right. Um, but then he was a coordinator with the uh, 2012 Saints, and he was on the staff of the Ravens, 13 and 14, Um, and they went back to the Giants. I mean, that didn't have the same effect.
1: Yeah, I'm not feeling them.
0: I mean, look, it's better than what it was, and I mean, on the one hand, you know that he knows how to stop Brady, but I mean, mm-hmm. this is a team that needs to improve uh, big time, um, a big time if they want to make it back. And they've got a, they've got a great quarterback in Mahomes. And you know what? When the Patriots scored the go-ahead touchdown late in the game, and they had 39 seconds left on the clock for Mahomes, I no was, idea. I, I actually was not nervous. I yeah. actually felt calm. I was like, you know what? This could actually work out where they tie it. I knew they were going to win.
1: No, you would have taken a strike, a big strike downfield earlier.
0: In the game or in that
1: drive? Yeah. No, in that sequence.
0: No, not in that last one. I think it was fine to tie it. But you got to stop them. And that was the problem. The def- That's why I can't blame Andy. Because they tied the game up at the end. They had the lead with about a little bit under two minutes left. They had their chances, and the defense failed them. So I can't blame. They did.
1: They failed them big time. Now let's go back to the other game. Sure. Yeah. With, uh, with the Rams and the Saints, um, there was an opportunity for the Rams to punch it in inside. I don't know, two, two, three yard line, whatever. Yeah. And he took the field goal. Would you? Would you have done? I mean, that was kind of traditional. Play for the tie on the road, and the win at home. I mean, you, did you? Would you have criticized that?
0: No. No, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have.
1: Um, Wait, would you be tempted to go for it there? You had momentum. I really would have iced them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're tempted. But at that point, like, the, I mean, the Saints hadn't been, they weren't running it up. Like, they weren't doing the things that they had done last time when they right, met. Right, right. They weren't as potent. No, they they fell apart. I don't know what it was. Maybe it's only because Michael Thomas was the only, maybe the defense fell apart. I know the loss of Rankins hurt them. But, for sure. I mean, just no. This team fell apart, and this window is closing for the Saints. I mean, I give them next year, and then I don't know what's going to happen after that, after them, because the the Panthers they might suck for luck. You know, have Cam sit for a year.
1: So now, do you think Hill would be a be be actually be his replacement?
0: Wait, say that again.
1: Do you think Hill? Isn't that his name? Oh the oh the, the
0: yeah yeah the guy who they kept
1: running the, the Wildcats. The guy, stuff. Doesn't he need a backup quarterback? Yeah, I mean I know he's like a specialty guy, and you know he. I mean I've seen. I remember in college. I mean he he's mostly used his feet. I mean it wasn't really known for his arm.
0: All I'm saying is, if if he takes over for Breeze, then it's Cordell Stewart part two. You know, I I don't see I don't see what what makes him that. I mean, look, he's good for what he is as a decoy. Unless he has some, ex, you know, he has a lot of seasoning, and he really makes some jumps. Well,
1: I mean, you've seen him as a passer a little bit, no? I mean,
0: a little bit, but I've also seen Johnny Hecker as a as a passer. I mean, this guy's twenty eight
1: years old, so
0: I, I I don't I don't buy it as as being the Breeze replacement unless they're going okay. to try and try and get top ten picks for the next three years. That's um, you don't see him
1: as a Romo type, no.
0: I mean, I don't look. I hope he proves me wrong. If he does, good for him. But right now, from where I'm yeah, sitting, yeah. It's,
1: it's just interesting.
0: It is interesting. So, skill
1: set. All right.
0: So, I mean, look, we're not going to get into the Super Bowl matchup now. We've got a whole other right. week for that. I mm-hmm. mean, we're going. Everybody's going to be doing that for you know till they die. So, we're going to hold off on that. But just Brady's. Oh no, let me just ask again. you one
1: question about yeah. you know, about the future there. Sure. What, I mean, who do you think has more upside? Like, who can improve more?
0: The Rams or the Patriots? Yeah, I mean the Rams.
1: Clearly, right. the Rams. I, they have a huge upside because they, they look so poorly. Look, and won.
0: yeah, and there's a there's many, many, many storylines to this game that actually works out pretty well. You got history, you got um, offense versus defense, the coaches. There's a lot right. to go around on that. But I th- I do agree with you. The Rams have
1: have they have a bigger they, they they can improve
0: they can improve and i think a lot goes in their favor but i just nine this is the, this is sickening to see <laughs> them back in to see the patriots yeah, back it, in to it see, is a bit much like and it's it's just way too much to now it's look millions of millions and millions of almost billions of people are going to watch this super bowl <laughs> but people Average fans, not even average fans, just people who I only watch the Super Bowl, they're sick of this. And nobody wants to talk about, because everything has been talked to death with Brady. Even the talk about, right. even the so talk. So it'll
1: make good parties, because people talk about other things, maybe.
0: Yeah, I know, but but at the same time, that yeah, hap- if you can
1: get politics and Brady off to off the, uh, but that's the stream, not going to that happen. A good thing.
0: That's not going to happen because they're they're tied. They're tied into each other. So even if you're hoping for an escape of either one of those two things, no,
1: that might not be it.
0: No, the only thing you can really do is either you're from Boston and you love it, or you're from the other forty nine states. I can't even no, say that because it's
1: an East Coast West Coast
0: thing. It's not even an East Coast. It's a it's a really segmented part <laughs> of the Northeast. Like there's a line in Connecticut that says Patriots Giants. Like you pass oh, okay. that and you're like that's you're a good point that's right. A good point. I mean there's a reason why the Yale Bowl hosted the Giants for all those years. So right. So now you're talking about all right let's talk let's expand it to five states while the rest of the forty five hate hate and that's a strong word hate. <laughs> to see them. Let's
1: not go there.
0: But no, no, but even to hate to see them there again.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's interesting, the doubters, you know, and I guess I'm one of them, too. I guess I, I guess I just want to see them beat.
0: I want to see. You know what I want to see? I want to see them beat handily. I don't want the game within three points. I don't want the game within touchdown. I want them beat by 10 or more.
1: But that seems like the way teams are playing now.
0: No, I understand that. You you know I wanna see I wanna see the beatdown that uh, Elway took from Montana, fifty five to ten. I wanna, Ooh, see, I wanna was see a beat down. I think that's I wanna see forty three to eight. How do you like it now? I wanna see <laughs> you know, I wanna see 'cause they always get You wanna it, see him exposed. I wanna see I wanna see turn into the old Nadomakin Sue and step on some people, you know what I mean?
1: And Fowler. I, I want to. Oh, Donald, there, there's opportunity.
0: Look, and, and Fowler, he's a. I mean, that's another storyline because. But he,
1: that Tlaib, I mean, what is he? I mean, he's giving people all kinds of space. I mean, it's very a big disappointment. He is, but to also, me, I mean, I didn't see him. I don't think he had a good
0: game. No, he didn't have a good game. But he's also older. He, you know, he he's coming off an injury. That's number one. But number two, he's a vocal leader. And don't forget, he was able to stop Brady. You know, a couple years ago with the with the Broncos. That uh, AFC Championship game. So there's a lot. There's a lot to go to go into that. That, and I agree with you. The Rams have on their side. Just we. I, I'm tired of seeing Brady, and so many, so many, so many others, whether you like right. football or not, are tired of seeing Brady.
1: Now, what do you do? You think the AFC's has had advantage over the NFC this year, or the opposite? I mean, in the regular season.
0: I mean, which was if you're thinking about like who had like the tougher schedule.
1: No, like you, you know, in the matchups.
0: Well, it doesn't help that Brady's got a cakewalk six games a season in the NFC. NF- yeah,
1: okay, so he plays. I don't. I forget who they played in the NFC.
0: Uh, they played the NFC North. So they played right. the Bears. They played the Lions. Remember the Lions beat the Patriots, Packers. That was shocking. Right, Vikings and Packers and Bears all lost. Bears came close to beating, to beating them.
1: Yeah, that was, that was a good game.
0: Yeah, that was like 38 35 or something crazy. That was a high scoring game. They also had to face, in the NFC, they had to face um, which division? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think from the Jets. Oh, they had to play the. No, it wasn't the West. I'm forgetting. I forget. It might have been the West. I think it was actually the AFC. I'm forgetting. In any case, I mean, they didn't have. Yeah. Yeah, six games and yeah, you know, it's I, I think the NFC had a tougher overall. I mean, there's more teams that fight it out. And in the AFC it was like right. it was two top teams. It was Kansas City, New England, and you know
1: that's how it ended, yeah.
0: I mean the Chargers had had statistically had it, but as we saw, you know, they ended up collapsing.
1: <laughs> yeah, they were their usual self, and they... Andy was his usual self, so no, so, no surprises.
0: No, I'm not yeah. su- no, I'm yeah. not surprised, so we'll get into all that next week. Okay. You know I mean? Yeah, if all you right. really want to now, break... Now, what
1: about baseball?
0: Uh, well, baseball, well, first of all, we had the Hall of Fame vote. And so, welcome. That was, welcome, that was very
1: deserving. Sure.
0: Welcome to the Hall of Fame, Mariano Rivera, the first player with 100% of the votes. Now, actually, that actually and was... And there
1: goes number 42. Nobody will wear that again.
0: No, no. The second most famous number 42 in baseball. He, um, there was actually one voter who came out and said, I'm not voting for Rivera. For, you know, obviously, oh, I don't think, uh, you know, a player should get in on his first ballot. Apparently, he was shamed into changing his vote. And he did, and so that's why when people heard 100%, wait a minute, how could that be? Because the, the baseball writer was shamed, and he voted for him, which, look, I hate I hate the play. I I don't like the team he played for, but, you know, he's 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 all of Famer. What can you say? Well,
1: I, I don't think Joe Torre would be what he is today without him.
0: No. No, he was key. I mean, he was
1: key yeah, for... Huge, yeah. huge, yeah. He's the only shutdown guy that was out there.
0: Yeah, and he really was. Although it is always nice to see, you know, the highlights of his missteps, Sandy Alomar hitting the home run to tie the game in the uh, <laughs> ALDS in '97, right. to of right. course Louis Gonzalez, to you know, there's a bunch, but that's that's only a few, that's only a couple. It's hard to it's hard to right. go from there. Uh, Roy Holiday, I think the th- only the third uh, posthumous uh, um, induction he got in. Roy Holiday, uh, of course. Was
1: was he a superstar or an all star?
0: I mean, in the era he pitched in, I mean, he was throwing complete games when that was a thing of the past. True. You know, he won a couple Cy Youngs. Um, he started off, and he—I re- I would have to say, yeah, like he was a Hall of Famer. That's one I'm—I'm I'm not going to disagree with. Right. Um, yeah, he had the ability. Uh, two-time Cy Young Award winner, uh, one in each league. I mean, no, that's not easy. No, I mean, here's his complete games. He had he had, um, he had 20 complete games in a 16-year career. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I looked at that what? wrong. I'm sorry. 67 complete games in a 16-year career. He That's averaged six like a it. year. He ha- I mean, he led it. He led the majors in complete games in one, two, three, four straight years. And his wow. fifth, he, allowed, he, he led the National League. I mean, with he averaged six a year. But,
1: uh, so he was very durable.
0: He was absolutely durable, and the thing was, he never went over three hundred innings. Even with all those complete games, he huh. never once went over his cat. Is his highest was two hundred and sixty-six innings? Wow,
1: that's great. And, that's real man. And that was, there.
0: and that was as a twenty-six-year-old. Like that was much later in his in his career.
1: Um, right, right.
0: Even though he started off young, so Holiday very much um, deserved it, and then Edgar Martinez who mm-hmm. i who i thought he should have been a lot earlier than his 10th year i mean this is he was the g-
1: designated hitter
0: he was primarily through his career he had an, he had a terrible glove he had an iron glove forget gold glove he had an iron glove it was terrible he played third base for a little while look the man hit <laughs> he was a two-time batting champ um yeah. here's his career ready for his career yeah averages? how many years did he play 18 Oh, yeah. Okay. No, but listen. No, no, no. Listen to these. These are his um percentages. A 312 batting average for his career. Okay. Batting, That's av- not the wrong with that. 410 on base percentage. Okay. Or 418. A 515 slugging percentage. That yeah. means he's a, a slash line of 300, 400, 500. You know some okay. of the other players who have done that? I bet you can name them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you know. But interests me is, does that help that he didn't have the distraction of playing the field?
0: I don't uh, look when.
1: What I, mean, I is he, you know is that um, you know. All, all that, I know, uh, Daniel Murphy type.
0: Well, all I know from baseball players is that whenever they come off and sit in the sit in the dugout off the field, they never right. talk about fielding. All they ever talk about is hitting, hitting, hitting. They never right. say, hey, what route did you take to that ball? Boy, how many hops before you run in and, and grab the yeah, ground? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, they don't talk about any of that. So fielding, yes, fielding is a part right. of the game, and fielding counts when you, you uh, know. I
1: mean, how many tool player was
0: he? Um, well, he, could, he didn't have the great legs, so you can't say he, run for he right. ran for speed. He ran for speed. But he hit for power. He hit for average. Um, and he he barely struck out. He never broke a he. The only time he ever broke a hundred strikeouts in a season was his last season when he completely flip-flopped. But, I mean, this is a guy who averaged a hundred oh, walks.
1: That's impressive.
0: He averaged a hundred walks a season. Okay. And this was in the time before it was cool to walk more than strike out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean he was he was absolutely so deserving absolutely deserving highly consistent okay. he's 309 home runs uh 1200 RBIs I mean this guy this guy was good and he was all the Hall of Famer Now the last one I have contention with and I always had contention with Mike Mussina. Mike Mussina okay. was I
1: he was a lefty
0: No he was a righty He was a righty okay He was a righty and he's the I'm Hall of Famer
1: as from Baltimore
0: Baltimore played Baltimore for ten years and then he played in right. New York for the last eight this is a guy who never won a championship um he went to the World Series I believe twice and lost both of them I mean he didn't pitch badly in the one against Florida I mean he pitched one game he had a one two I mean he seven innings one run right. so
1: so what what gave him what what gave him the edge
0: what What gave him the edges, well... Yeah, like why did they choose him? uh, Well, apparently because he pitched in the toughest division in baseball, which granted he did, but apparently that was used as a way to poo-poo his 3.68 ERA. He struck out a lot. Oh,
1: okay.
0: He was 200 short of 3,000 strikeouts. Wow. But, I mean, for the fact that he, you know, uh, if you look at his value... He had multiple high war seasons. Um, like right. for all the saber, the saber metrics spoke glowingly about him. But so, well, yeah. But I never. At no point was he. I mean, the highest he ever got in the Cy Young was was a second, and even then it was eighteen and seven with a three point five zero. I mean, no.
1: Well, what was his lifetime record?
0: His lifetime record was two hundred seventy to one fifty three. So he had hundred and twenty more.
1: Uh, One hundred and seventeen. Well, that, that to me is is you know, that, that clearly makes him eligible. I, I just. It's hard to do. There's not many people do that.
0: I know, but but that's the thing. They're not with with Mussina. They're not looking at wins. Wins go out the door. They're looking at his whip. They're looking at his. Yeah, ERA. but I'm
1: just saying, if you can ha- if you can have a hundred more wins than losses, I don't think Tom Siebert did that.
0: Uh, I forget. I know Nolan Ryan didn't. But we know that Nolan Ryan had seven no-hitters. Nolan Ryan had the most strikeouts in history. I mean, Mussina was not one. First of all, he wasn't all that great. So he did
1: that quietly.
0: He did it quietly, but at no point did anybody go, that's a Hall of Famer. And I understand the eye test is also a thing of the past. And you look at, look, I'm not saying don't look at the numbers, but this is why we debate people. This is why we debate should he, should he not be, should they be. right, right.
1: And it took how many many years
0: for him to get in? He got in... Let me see if I can find... Where the heck is that? Hmm. Hmm. It was his sixth year on the ballot. Sixth, okay. Sixth year on the ballot.
1: So a lot went in before him.
0: Yeah. So now, uh, right behind them are the big names... The uh, the big names that are problematic for a lot of voters, Schilling, Clemens, Bonds. The um, well, Schilling will never make it. No, no Schilling. For me-
1: the for the poli- for his politics. Right, fair, I un- But true. Right, I understand that. But it's, he's too outspoken.
0: I understand he is, but if Mike Mussina is in the Hall of Fame, you cannot uh, tell. Can be- yeah, but no, but well, h- how about well, this? Who
1: has hundred and twenty more wins and losses? Um, yeah, that's a huge criteria. Roger Clemens. That has to be respected. Roger Clemens. Professional uh, baseball.
0: Roger Clemens has, a, has 200 more wins than losses.
1: Well, then he should be in.
0: Right. I, I think he should be in. I think Bonds should be in. I think Clemens should be in. And I definitely think if Mussina is in pitching-wise, Schilling should be in. You know, now the talk is about Harold Baines, the fact that Harold Baines and Lee Smith got I'm in from the f- veterans. I'm not company.
1: feeling that.
0: Right. And look, I don't disagree with you. And Almost everybody else who's not in that veterans committee agrees with you. But right. Kurt Schilling statistically should be in with Mike Mussina.
1: He oh, ha- that bloody sock and, I don't know, there's a legend that goes with them.
0: Right, I understand. But, like, just the things that do – here, let me see. So if we're looking purely at stats – um. Schilling has a better e r a three forty six to three sixty eight um his whip is better his walks and plus hits per nine innings uh one thirteen to one nineteen you are sitting on one nineteen right. he pitched um three hundred less innings but he had um he had uh one two three hundred four hundred more strikeouts and he walked what? less guys in um about 100 less starts. I mean Schilling was a dominant pitcher there in the season. Yes,
1: no doubt about it.
0: And in the postseason. I mean, yes. and you talk about the bloody the bloody sock, but I mean, even when he was with the Phillies, he pitched an elimination game. He pitched games. Oh, yeah. he, I mean, he absolutely uh he never won a Cy Young, but I mean, he
1: it, he was heart and soul.
0: He was absolutely he was absolutely. He came on late in his year and, yeah, in the season. Absolutely. He's got three wings, three win, uh, three rings, and he pitched well in all of those World Series. Here's his, here's his er, his his World Series <laughs> record: four and one with a two point six ERA. Yeah. He was the MVP, co MVP of the two thousand one. I mean, you
1: can't make this stuff up.
0: Schilling absolutely is, and I understand his politics, but you know, Jim yeah. R- Jim Rice actually got into well, fights with uh, the writers in Boston. Rob, Roberto Alomar spit in the face of an umpire. <laughs> yes, he did. And he's in the Hall of Fame. And depending on which version of yeah, history... he's
1: not in the umpire's Hall of Fame.
0: No, but we, depending on which version of history you decide you, you, you choose to listen right, to and right, follow, right. Ty Cobb is in the Hall of Fame.
1: Well, that's a that's a whole other story there,
0: right? But but my point, I mean, and,
1: and thank God the world's changed,
0: right? But even then, because you know, I recently found out that's actually the story we know about Ty Cobb, or at least we are led to believe that's from his um, biographer who had a vendetta against him. He was actually um, for, a nice guy. Well, no, he was for integration. He was for like he actually won several. Oh. He won several. Um, uh, awards. Didn't,
1: didn't he beat a fan with his own crutch shirt?
0: Yeah, because he, he disparaged his mother <laughs> saying that his mother was a half breed.
1: Oh. Well, so, okay.
0: right. Hey look, I mean this is so a guy was
1: justified.
0: Look, this Ty Cobb was not a nice guy. There's no doubt about it. So depending on which history of which history you decide to follow, he's either the absolute worst or he's just really bad.
1: Right. So And they'll they'll say that about Clemens?
0: They'll say that about Clemens. They'll say that about Bonds. They'll say that about a lot of guys. I'm sure they can pick out a couple guys who are in the Hall of Fame and saying, that guy never even gave me the time of day. So to just do it based on politics, by the way, politically, the majority of baseball players actually share a lot of uh, similar political beliefs that Schilling does. The thing is that Schilling can't keep his mouth shut. or at least, That's what or at least, I'm saying. He's
1: outspoken.
0: Right. He's outspoken. So it it can't even be like, oh, he's different from us. No, he's kind of the same. He's just, he's bored and he has a phone open. So here's where the real question is. It's the upcoming. So we're going back to the Hall of Fame voting. The upcoming Hall of Fame votes. So next year, there is only one real guarantee, or at least one first ballot that people can, well, not me and not a lot of other people, but people that are going to say that he's going to get in, and that's Derek Jeter on his first ballot. Yeah. He's he's likely to get in. There's no doubt about that. No and I mean, there's enough there's enough debate about it. But so Derek Jeter goes in. He right now he's he's the only one. There's nobody else in that first ballot who's a lock. The closest that comes would be Jason Giambi, and Jason Giambi does not really. Jason, I'm not
1: feeling that no,
0: exactly. Jason Giambi does not belong in the Hall of Fame, and even and, no, because without
1: that supporting cast, he wouldn't be. It wouldn't be what he is. He was he was great
0: with Oakland. He was. he was great with Oakland, and he was marginal with the Yankees. And he never exactly. So I mean, so that's that in terms of first ballot. So then you're looking at the leftovers. Bonds is at six, right under sixty percent. Clemens is just even closer to sixty percent. Schilling is at sixty percent.
1: Well, once one of them get in, they'll all get in. I'm talking about uh, Bonds. Clement,
0: Bonds, Bonds, and well, Clemens, I'm, man. Yeah, though.
1: yeah. Anybody that's from the quote-unquote steroid era.
0: Well, well. Then there's also uh, Sammy Sosa, but he's at eight percent. He's not. He's not going anywhere.
1: But he didn't have the popularity. Well,
0: I know, but he's got the statistics. But we know what happened with that. So that's twenty twenty. So that's twenty twenty. Let's say they only send in Jeter. All right. Yeah. There's two more seasons where Bonds and Clemens are in right. or, or have a chance. So let's look at the year after that. The year after that, the next year, the best first Ballad Hall of Famer, this is 2021, is Aramis Ramirez. He's not a Hall of Famer, obviously. You don't even
1: you don't even don't know who he is. You. I don't even know who he is.
0: Exactly, that's what I'm talking about. So he's not a Hall now, who of
1: Famer. Was, what, I found that I feel ignorant.
0: Don't worry about it. He was a third baseman for the. <laughs> he was a third baseman for the Pirates and the Cubs. He was good, very huh. consistent, but he wasn't. He, he wasn't great. He had a two hundred eighty three lifetime average. So
1: he's an All Star. A three eighty six home run,
0: 386 home runs, but he well, never. That's
1: nothing. That's nothing. how did I
0: miss that? I'm, it's. I. He was playing in Pittsburgh. Right. That's like, a good point. That's the long and short of it. And uh, unfortunate. So then, so let's say Jer, Jeter gets in on his first ballot, which he probably will. Right. So now you're looking at uh, where it's the ninth year. Bonds, Clemens, and let's say Schilling is still on the outside looking in. Other names that are still going to be around at that time: Todd Helton, Manny Ramirez, who I think should be in, but right now he's in absolutely. the absolutely. He's in the low. He's at twenty-two percent. He's not jumping up. Uh, right. 50% in two years. Todd Helton. Andy Pettit is not... I'm sorry, Andy Pettit is not... If Musine is in, Pettit has a chance, but Pettit is not a Hall of Famer. Jeff Kent. I think he should be a oh, Hall of did Famer. Did Pettit
1: have 100 more wins than losses?
0: Pettit had, yeah, 103 more wins than losses.
1: Well, he's my man. ARA of, and and he admitted to, to taking steroids. Well, he didn't
0: admit it. He just said I made a mistake. I'm just saying there's oh. a difference. Um, a three eighty five ERA, like he, I mean, right now he's not at. feeling.
1: I'm not feeling that part.
0: At right now he's at nine. Per, uh, he's at ten percent.
1: What a shame.
0: So maybe, but here's the thing: we're looking. He's at, a likable guy. Right, but we're looking at two years from now. So two years from now, Bonds Clemens is are still hanging around. You're telling me that. The Hall of Fame voters are gonna send in ballots that go like, no, nah, we're not gonna induct anybody this year.
1: No way. This no. is this no, is I, th- I think they will get in. I know I think they will too. But I the mean, qu- time heals all wounds.
0: I agree. And a lot of writers think that way. That's why they're at sixty percent. But when to send them in. When there's no other choice to send them in. I've been ranting about, I've been talking about this since I started this podcast X amount of years, five years ago, four years ago. When I started this, I said, this day will come. Almost six years ago. This day will come. And right now I am aiming, I'm going to say it right now, 2021. January of 2021. That's the day that it's going to happen. That's the yeah, time.
1: I, th- I think it will.
0: When they're going to have a choice, the writers. Do we send nobody? No. No. You're sending yeah. somebody, and I've got two names for you right there.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think I I'm am right. I'm gonna go with that.
0: It's very rare when I am right, so that's what I say. So now,
1: let's now. What about the hockey All-Star game coming up? Is that I'm, what they call
0: it? The I mean, I forget. I I don't even. i It might be. I don't know. Is, I think it's too too early in the season. I never get the Pro Bowls coming up.
1: I um, thought it was this weekend.
0: No, let me see. That
1: is it. I could yeah. be wrong. I Isn't think we're going to have the the, the, uh, the electronic puck.
0: Oh, that's right. You know what? I'd like to apologize. Uh, Saturday, January 26th. You're right. I mean, it, it, yeah. fe- it feels like it's a lot fast. later than The time's you. flowing here. Woo! Boy, does it go real fast. Yeah, so, when yeah. You've
1: got a kid in the house. Life goes quick.
0: That's right. So, yeah, so they're going to do this uh, electronic tracking so you can keep track They've of the play. They done that in the past. Well, they used to do it with the puck did uh, when Didn't Fo- Fox
1: do that with some kind of glow puck or something. Mid
0: mid to late 90s when Fox got the broadcasting rights to the NHL and they're like, "Well, how do we how do we, you know, Fox is like the Pepsi of television networks." They're like, "How do we make this cool for young kids?"
1: So, instead of well, take... They did it with the strike zone in baseball.
0: Right, and that worked. They put, my... you know what, their big thing was that everybody does it now. They put microphones into the bases so you could hear when a player cool. would step on the the uh, fox i mean this was this was mid 90s yeah. yeah 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 so the nhl they did this when fox got the broadcasting rights they took a $1 piece of you know thick heavy plastic which is a puck they yeah. changed that out for a $100 puck that had inside of it a tracking mechanism so when a player would Shoot it; it would leave this electronic trail, this visual trail on the screen. Yeah. that that wasn't too that wasn't too popular. So now they're going to do it for. I just... I liked it, didn't you? I mean, I enjoyed it, but like in retrospect, it's so painfully retro. It it's very like, ooh, why why is it doing that?
1: But the thing with hockey is, I mean, that's why when we've been to games, I like to sit, you know, up. I like to you know have a further distance view. Of the game, so you can see how the play develops. Right. Because on TV, they just follow the puck.
0: Right. They do. So now you're going to get a chance to do that, where you keep track of the players by little trackers on them, and right. then also the puck itself. Almost kind of like how you would watch a um, a non televised game through like different websites like ESPN or Yahoo, where or even MLB, where it's got like the strike zone. You see, you just see like a I stagnant. See well, you could possibly do it for the All-Star Game. So, yeah, they're going to do that. It's in San Jose this year.
1: What was that Sunday? Saturday the 26th. <clears throat> oh, Saturday. Okay. Yeah. yeah um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I mean, I love Because the... I'm wondering, I'm thinking about, you know, because the NFL is trendy, would, would, is there a place for it in, in pro football?
0: I don't think so. Because but... you got the
1: handoff, you got the...
0: But they show enough. No? I don't think so because you show you show enough, at least pre-snap, and then you for the, follow the ball. you follow well, not only to follow the ball but pre snap you see you see where everybody's lining up oh wow they got three wide oh they got a bunch formation oh look who's oh, in the okay, slot I see what they you got mean. single so you know like all right here's here are the possibilities that could come out of this
1: but hockey is constant motion
0: it's constant motion it's constant motion they won't do it in basketball because it's a smaller yeah. it's smaller so everything's so contained in your screen. Where hockey, I mean, there are people way, way back. Um, so, yeah, so um, they rep- they started this a couple years ago, the format. That, um, every team has to have a roster, you know, even if it's a lot from the same. Um, it's a three-on-three tournament. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, fine. yeah. So they kind of have. They're gonna have like twenty minutes. Semi- Where is they're gonna be at? It's gonna be in San Jose. They're gonna be at twenty minutes. It's interesting because they have twenty minute like semifinal games in it, and then they have like a cha- like all in the same All Star game. Right. They ha- they have like mini games and then a, a big game up at the top, which is interesting. And the skills, yeah, it is. yeah. skills competitions, great. Every now and then, I'll throw on a on y- on YouTube a uh, an old uh, you know of uh, an past years skills competition. I mean the fastest shot, the fastest skater, all that. Yeah, it's kind of like,
1: where are they now?
0: Yeah, and uh, speaking of the skills competition, I'm also I also like the NFL skill competition, the one where they've got the the new one because I always like the quarterback club where it's the quarterback and he throws the chalk tipped ball. I mean, but that was years ago. That was Montana and Elway dueling it out. But now, right?
1: And how about, what did they also throw it in the barrels?
0: Yeah, they they did the barrels. They did the um, through the hoops yeah well they still kind of do it for for this skills competition, but now they've got the um the punt catch or the kickoff catch right. they it's right, a right, it's a drone right. drop on the ball um and then they've got the uh what is it um uh, like a physical challenge like you have to run through a brick wall or whatever <laughs> um there's the and then the receivers go through this whole drill where it's like stand on this dot and catch this ball with one hand you know all yeah, this yeah, stuff yeah but then the the one where it's the ball dropped from the drone. I like that one, and then of course dodgeball. They have dodgeball. I mean, the, the, that's fun. The Pro Bowl is doing well with their skills. I just, I just think they shouldn't even play the game. I know they've gotten off the fantasy football angle of it, like the draft, but I think they should only do a skills competition and make it big time. I think
1: that's true. I mean, it's kind of like the NFL experience.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's what they really do. Yeah, that's yeah. The fans can relate to that. But the game moves at half speed. It's not really interesting. You can always count yeah. on the over. I mean, yeah. it's
1: and there's no defense.
0: No, and it's not like it used to be. Like I think ten years ago, like the average, the the over under had to be two hundred because they would approach that every year. But right, so that'll be interesting as well. Uh, moving back over to baseball, we did have a big signing though. The Dodgers actually signed an outfielder. You know, they traded away Kemp and they traded away. Puig. Oh, AJ. AJ Pollock. Who's coming right. off, I mean, so it's a...
1: And what's his specialty? Like, what's what's he known for?
0: Defense. Um. Yeah, his defense is good. Now, he's
1: the only, you know, non-pitcher signed to a four-year deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: position player. So, they must see something there.
0: Well, I mean... Look, he, he's injured. He's often injured, but he was, um, you know, he's played in Arizona his whole career. He was an all-star in 2015.
1: Okay.
0: You know, right now his lifetime batting average is 281. Um, it's not so shabby. Now, I mean, just like everybody else, he strikes out a lot and walks some, too. Um, and it
1: was four years?
0: Four years, 55, I thought. I think I saw. Oh, okay. Four years, okay. 55 with a... With a opt-out, a player opt-out after his third Very season, nice. if, if uh-huh. he reaches a certain number of plate appearances.
1: So, it's, I mean, <coughs> the trend is not to sign long-term contracts. So what's a guy like, uh, again, we have to talk about him because he's still out there, is Harper. I mean, what's he want, 10 years, $350 million?
0: Well, that's what he was offered, and he, said, and he balked at that. So he, apparently he wants more. And, well,
1: isn't this kind of late? This is unusual, no?
0: Well, so is so is Machado. And right now, neither one of them are willing to blink. And so somebody like Pollock who and look, the Dodgers may have been in on for Harper. Now they are definitely not. The other the right. other reason the Dodgers went after Pollock is because he's right handed. They are they have a majority left handed um hit I mean power. Cody Bellinger, Jock Peterson. Um, Mac, Mac, Max Muncy there's a reason why Nathan Ivaldi, or not Nathan Valdi, why Chris Sale was dominant against them in right.
1: the World Series well wouldn't it be great if they played the Yankees in the World Series that would be great for all those lefty hitters in Yankee Stadium right so there's
0: no I mean there's no way they can afford Harper especially if they want to stay under the underneath the luxury tax no. so Harper's not going or Harper's not going to L.A. And no. and right now the only the only movement we've heard on Machado is that there are some real investigations into who these mystery teams are, and right now the closest they they have come to figuring is that the Pirates might be one of those mystery teams in on Machado.
1: That's you wouldn't think he'd want to go there,
0: but if that's where the money if the money's talking because right now the White Sox are saying isn't Take... that what Cano did? Yeah. <laughs> He went for the money,
1: and then they're still not happy.
0: Well, now he's back in New York, but he had to eat some crow and, you know, be sent off to to the Siberia of baseball land. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, money talks. And right now, the White Sox have said, here it is, take it or leave it. You know, you you come. Well,
1: they've done all they could. They brought his friends there, they entertained him, they offered him big money, and still. Yeah,
0: uh, look, I still put them as the favorite because there's actually something concrete there, although not according to his uh, his agent. But there's something right. concrete there for him if he wants it. The Phillies, sure. the Phillies look less and less like they're going to get Machado. I think they might actually be now bigger on Harper.
1: Yeah, but did that hurt them if they don't get either? Because that that kept them for pursuing other things, no
0: yeah and they they sent away Carlos Santana one of their best hitters, or at least their right. big big budget hitters, so yeah, so they're they need one of these two, and I think that Harper might be their best bet now now that machado i I don't think Machado's going to
1: philly well i I wouldn't mind it, I mean, I get to see more of him. look, I like Harper as a player, and I would yeah, love only because you know we get Philly and New York stations here,
0: right. But also, there's no reason the Mets shouldn't go after him. But we know the exact reason why they're not going to go after him.
1: Bernie Madoff.
0: Well, that's yeah, pretty much. I mean, the Wilpons.
1: <laughs> like, they, they've done it. They've had enough problems with look. I,
0: I mean, I've I've spoken glowingly about Brody every every pod every episode we've Man. had since he had been hired. But guess what? He's earned and deserved every little bit of it because he's.
1: Well, let's, let's see what it produces on the field before I, we you know putting him in uh, in can.
0: No, I understand that. I mean, uh, Right, well, well no, <laughs> into Cooper'stown, no, I understand exactly. that. I'm not saying he's the savior. I'm saying what I'm seeing, I'm liking, you know, I've gone over this, so, but the fact that they're not going after Harper when he would be the difference maker, you want a difference maker, this is the guy, and then you can trade x x, y, and Z to make room for Harper, and then you can take on a a good pitcher, but
1: yeah, well, uh. hopefully we'll get something eventually out of the minor leagues. I mean, that's what fans want right, homegrown talent,
0: right. You know, who's making some quiet moves that aren't really being talked about, aside from the Puig and Kemp, is the Reds. So they picked up uh, Sonny Gray from the Yankees. Who he was not very good with the Yankees, but he's going to bounce back, I think, in a smaller in a smaller setting like Cincinnati. You know, Cincinnati. Um, like I said, they picked up. <clears throat> sorry, they picked up Puig and Kemp this uh, this off season. They've got Alex Wood. They've got Tanner Roark. Um, I'm actually, I, I kind of like Cincinnati this year, to an extent. Yeah, I think they'll fight for a playoff spot, and so yeah, Cincinnati. I mean, they're a classic franchise.
1: Absolutely, Uh, and they have been falling behind.
0: Yeah. And especially in that
1: in, in their division. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's Central. I mean, that's Central. I mean, the Cardinals never go away. The Cubs are here. But they're for, always
1: there, and the Cubs are recent, right?
0: And the Brewers just got. They're just keeping.
1: That's amazing.
0: So the Cincinnati has to step up. That's why. Oh, so that's
1: the most competitive division.
0: I think so. And you know what? That makes now that I'm saying now, right. now that I'm saying that out loud, Machado signing there, or at least Pittsburgh entertaining Machado, makes more and more sense. Pittsburgh is going to get left in the dust when all four of those oh, others. They always
1: they're they're like a stepchild, right? So you do and you... people use their roster to 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 pluck talent from.
0: Well, this is the way to get back. Is Machado, assuming he he comes to play. Oh, it's a
1: way to be you know, be relevant in the press. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, um, who's your biggest uh, talent right now?
0: Um, I think. Jo- if I think, is Josh Harrison even playing with them still?
1: Um, so that's a good point.
0: Yeah, but I mean, yeah, uh,
1: they w- need some zip, some bang.
0: Yeah, McCutcheon was gone. Um, they traded him. Uh, hold on, let me pull. See, I'm not forgetting who's even their big, their big name there. Do 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 it a pitcher? Um, I think it was Jameson, a pitcher. I think so. Yeah, Jameson Tallian He's he was the big uh-huh. name. He's the he's a young pitcher for them. Trevor Williams. Um on the hitting side, um, Not so much. Starling Marteg. I mean that was yeah, forget it. Right, exactly. So I think Josh Harrison is a free agent. He yeah, he's a free agent right now. He was their bigger they're like multi they're multiple time all star. Gregory Polanco, yeah. I mean this puts them over the top I think if they get Machado at least to some sort of relevancy not to a playoff spot. Yeah, good point. But they're making do with what they can. I mean, Corey Dickerson was kind of left for dead and he batted he batted 300 and he was an All-Star this year. You nice. know, and their pitching their pitching is good. James Tallion is young and good. Trevor Williams right. is young and good. Ivan Ivan Nova Nova, he's been around for a while but he's They got
1: he, something they can build on.
0: Yeah, they absolutely. Um, so I think they can they can do something.
1: Yes, I mean you might be onto something there.
0: Um, and I want to move over to football one last time, and and uh, or a report from ESPN about just how bad the Browns are and how bad their dysfunction is. Why? What now? Well, just going back to what Jimmy Haslin, um, just the it all goes back to Johnny Menzel. What about it? Well, apparently, when um, everybody and their mother said don't draft Johnny Menzel and John and Jimmy Haslam, right?
1: Said, Even we knew that,
0: right? But apparently, he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I want him." That's number one. Number two. <laughs> number two is that apparently, when meeting with Teddy Bridgewater in a, um, a in a like a pre-draft meeting or like a dinner or something, when they were when they were finishing, uh, Teddy Bridgewater shucked. Uh, shook Jimmy Haslam's hand. And then you afterwards, know. Jimmy Haslam said, I didn't like the way he shook my hand. And that apparently was enough. What
1: did he do? Tickle his palm? I don't <laughs> but, you know. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> <here?
0: laughs> well, I don't know what it is. Maybe he had a bit of a dead fish hand. Maybe it, was, it wasn't it was a tight enough grip. He's like... But all we know, <laughs> apparently the reason they, they decide like Johnny Menzel. Right. So Johnny Manziel was drafted by them because they didn't choose Teddy Bridgewater because he didn't shake the owner's hand in a way yeah. that the owner liked. So take well, that.
1: Well, when I saw Teddy Bridgewater, I wasn't that impressed this year.
0: No, well,
1: he's also—I mean, his. I saw him one game at the end of the year.
0: Right, but do you? Th- but was has Teddy Bridgewater had a career better than Johnny Manziel?
1: Oh yeah, Wow. Well, there's no clue. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but that's funny. Yeah. So this is the guy that assesses talent. I feel.
0: Well, apparently not anymore. So the whole point of the article was to kind of give you an idea of like how it used to be and how it's right, going to change. Right, right. You know, because it talks about like like how how, do, how Hugh Jackson stayed around as long, and how did he? Yeah,
1: how was that? Was that bribery? Chip, what? Kick Haslam? How do
0: you do that? Haslam liked him. I mean, there's and then just oh. you know, and then Baker actually performs well. And ha- yes. and then the call is like, are you going to stick with the head coach that's won two games in three years, or are you going to stick with the quarterback that right. is and then winning? And Greg
1: Williams wins five, and he gets canned. <clears throat> well, he's out, and, and that's uh, and that's our game.
0: But look, Freddie Kitch- Look, they may have done the right thing by getting Freddie Kitchens.
1: Um, well, they did the right the right thing by getting Baker may- Mayfield.
0: Yeah, they did the right thing. Yeah. So. It's just it's an interesting read. It's called The Clash of the Cleveland Browns. It's up <laughs>
1: right right everybody wants to uh do uh, an autopsy.
0: Right. But uh, I'll tell you what, it's written by I believe the same um writer who wrote the um the the Patriots one. The um the one with the uh the power
1: struggle. Oh, with the trainer, with the
0: Yeah, all that stuff. I'm I'm I personal th- trainer or I whatever. think I could be wrong.
1: Well, you know, there's always these whisperers. I mean, it's popular today. Right. So, 20 years ago, I never heard that.
0: No, but, well, the world is a different place. What can we say? I see that. All right, Dad. Well, thanks very much for joining us. It's been fun. All right, and we'll be back next week to preview the Super Bowl and all that stuff.
1: Fantastic.
0: All right, and Andrew, take it away. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin MacLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes store to leave a review of the show. Also, visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com.